In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome to Mass today. Especially ask you to remember in your prayers of today's Mass, Mary McKenna, whose 35th anniversary of death is today, and especially requested by her daughter. To begin uh, the Mass, uh, ask you also to remember in your prayers uh, Marie Farmer, whose six-month anniversary of death is today, and that's been specially requested by her son Kevin. And so to begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, restorer and lover of innocence, direct the hearts of your servants towards yourself, that those you have set free from the darkness of unbelief may never stray from the light of your truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Some men came down from Judea and taught the brothers, Unless you have yourselves circumcised in the tradition of Moses, you cannot be saved. This led to disagreement, and after Paul and Barnabas had a long argument with these men, it was arranged that Paul and Barnabas and others of the church should go up to Jerusalem and discuss the problem with the apostles and elders. All the members of the church saw them off, and as they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, they told how the pagans had been converted, and this news was received with the greatest satisfaction by the brothers. When they arrived in Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and by the apostles and elders, and gave an account of all that God had done with them. But certain members of the Pharisees' party, who had become believers, objected, insisting that the pagans should be circumcised and instructed to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to look into the matter. The Word of the Lord I rejoiced when I heard them say, Let us go to God's house. I rejoiced when I heard them say, Let us go to God's house. And now our feet are standing within your gates of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city, strongly compact. It's there that the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord. For Israel's lot is, they are to praise the Lord's name. There were set the thrones of judgment of the house of David.
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that bears no fruit he cuts away, and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes to make it bear even more. You are pruned already by means of the word that I have spoken to you. Make your home in me as I make mine in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit all by itself, but must remain part of the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me with me in them bears fruit in plenty. For cut off from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is like a branch that has been thrown away. They wither. These branches are collected and thrown on the fire, and they are burnt. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask what you will, and you shall get it. It's to the glory of my Father that you should bear much fruit, and then you'll be my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. If you've been at Mass over the last few weeks, you'll have heard uh, the first readings are all from the Acts of the Apostles, telling us about the fortunes and misfortunes of the first Christians. And Paul and Barnabas uh, feature very highly in the Acts of the Apostles, two men that are sent out uh, by the church at Antioch in order to bring the good news not only to the Jewish community but to the pagans and the Gentiles. And it seems that they meet with a lot of success with regard to that project. We find uh, in the Acts of the Apostles that uh, the early Christians uh, are kind of tried, if you like, uh, by uh, have trials uh, of all sorts of, uh, uh, in bringing the gospel itself uh, to the nations. Uh, but also there's another part of it. There's uh, also... Uh, difficulties within the ranks as well. Um, not only is there trouble outside, there's trouble within as well. And we hear some of that in the reading of today's Mass and uh, maybe we've heard it over the last few days as well, uh, that there's a sense in which uh, questions are beginning to be asked. Um, surely uh, these Christians should keep to the traditions, to the law, to Moses, uh, to the things that are laid down for them and of course uh, there's much disagreement about that and so instead of going back to Antioch uh, where, where they've come from uh, the Paul and Barnabas decide to go back to Jerusalem uh, which is I suppose the kind of the centre of everything uh, to ask the apostles and disciples how they are to resolve this situation I suppose we have that kind of idea of things uh, going pretty well in, amongst the early Christians. Uh, they're doing well and uh, doing exactly what they should be doing. But I suppose uh, the history books tell us different, uh, that 
there was probably a lot of divisions amongst them, and especially if you read uh, St Paul's letters, then you can see plenty of division amongst those early Christians about what they believed and what they should be doing and uh, who should they be attending to and so on. Uh, so, uh, as well as that kind of theme of kind of unity amongst them uh, and, and the importance of, of being united with Christ and with one another, uh, it's forever uh, been the case that there's always divisions and uh, arguments and jealousies and, and all sorts of things. That theme of kind of unity, if you like, comes up in the, the reading of the Gospel today at Mass. Uh, and of course it's that wonderful image uh, from St John's Gospel about the vine and the branches and, and the dresser uh, dressing the vine and so on. And uh, It's it's a, a powerful image about unity, isn't it? Um, uh, remaining united uh, with Christ as the, the branches remain uh, with the vine. Uh, and of course... Uh, that's exactly what we're meant to do. Uh, we're meant to be united, we're meant to be one with one another, we're meant to have that unity of mind and heart and purpose as, as well. But it's so difficult to do that, isn't it? And I suppose that theme of unity is, is all about love itself as well, isn't it? You know, that you're united with one another through love. Uh, love unites you. Uh, love's the thing that brings you together. Uh, love's the thing that brings two people together in marriage. Uh, uh, you're united as a family um, in love and so on. Um, and yet it's, it's so difficult uh, to be united, isn't it, in, in reality. Um, people have different views of things. Uh, people have different intentions. Uh, people have different perspectives and things. It's hard to get a kind of unity. And unity doesn't always mean a kind of uniformity, you know, that not everybody has to the same view of things, but that deep underlying unity uh, is the thing maybe that's that's important in life. And I suppose it's, it's something that we've been thinking about a lot uh, over these days as well, uh, of this pandemic. Uh, instead of being like people who are apart from one another, uh, we've kind of sensed the importance exactly of, of what the Gospel itself speaks of, that that sense of unity, uh, of being one with one another, of being uh, coming together, uh, how important that is, uh, we've realised in life, not to live separate lives or, or to live lives as strangers, uh, living in the same area and never knowing your neighbours or never knowing anybody about, around about you, but how important it is to be united uh, with one another, even though we're kind of very different people and different outlooks and different perspectives and things. How important it is to rediscover that unity that we have with one another. And and, and, and that's manifested itself in, in so many different ways uh, over this time. Uh, people looking out for their families, uh, people looking out for their neighbours, uh, people making sure that people uh, are fed who, who maybe are on the breadline in that sense. Um, so there's that kind of feeling of, of unity that is running through us at this time and and we pray that through the grace of God that that will be developed in, in our life uh, and of course that great image uh, of, the, of ourselves being united uh, uh, with Christ himself uh, uh, and through that grace uh, we might be united with one another 
Um, it's a great kind of image. Uh, we're not thrown to the wind. We're not left our own devices. Uh, we're not uh, thinking only of ourselves. Uh, but we're somehow in this time realising that vision of unity itself, where people are looking out for each other. Uh, uh, streets are united and communities are united and towns are united and countries come together in order to uh, live a kind of single purpose uh, to uh, to get out of the pandemic to uh, to um, somehow kind of uh, find a way out and, and, and do all those things uh, together in order that uh, the individual person might be healthy but also other people will be healthy around about them as well. So today uh, we come to the Sacrament of Unity, uh, which is the, the Eucharist. Uh, and, and we are all gathered uh, around uh, the table of the Lord uh, today. We're all united by the grace of God in this mystery. Uh, and of course that spills over into our own life, uh, in the way that we live our life. Uh, we're united with those that we live in the same house with. We're united with those who are our family. We're united with those uh, who live in our neighbourhood. We try to live that, that Eucharist itself that we celebrate in this place. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant, we pray, O Lord, that we may always find delight in these Easter mysteries, so that the renewal constantly at work within us may be the cause of our unending joy. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, Lord, but in this time, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. By the offering of his body, he brought the sacrifices of old to fulfilment. In the reality of the cross, and by commending himself to you for our salvation, showed himself to be the priest, the altar, and the very lamb of sacrifice. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts, Sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember, Maria, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who is united with your Son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, My peace I give you, my peace I leave you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who will live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. 
Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Let us pray. Hear, O Lord, our prayers, that this most holy exchange by which you have redeemed us may bring us your help in this present life and ensure for us eternal gladness. We ask this through Christ our Lord. And we ask Mary's special help and protection in these days. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us and us now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth. The Mass is ended. <laughs>